Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM, WSDK, Bloomfield, Hartford. Great to have you along for uh, the ride this morning, and thanks to Zach Hutchinson for being in studio this morning. Zach's my producer and uh, does a great job of uh, helping me keep on track and make sure that the, uh, the show flows smoothly. Uh, good to have you folks along. Uh, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, get ready to take some notes. Uh, we've got a great show for you today, so you will want to stay with us for the entire time. Uh, today's show is going to be about social media and the impact that it has on us, and and we're going to be uh, we're going to dive into that subject, uh, you know, with our guest today in just a few minutes. But it's interesting. Uh, it's funny how God kind of drops things in your lap because I'd been thinking about the topic of social media uh, because that's something that we really haven't talked a lot about uh, here on the show. Uh, and I just happened to watch a uh, it was actually an online I think it's a YouTube video. If anybody's interested in li- in watching it, uh, you can shoot me an email at questions at optex.com and I will be happy to look up the link and send it to you. But I think it was a PBS show that was talking about social media and specifically two things. Number one, how large corporations, you know, corporations like Nabisco and uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi are using social media and really taking advantage of the fact of the billions of dollars of free advertising that they get uh, through social media because a lot of times what happens is is that they put stuff out uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, those sorts of things, and uh, and especially with the younger generation, they get a lot of likes and tweets and retweets and things like that. And as a result of that, uh, they're reaching audiences of millions and millions of people. And essentially, uh, the the people who are doing the tweeting and the liking are the ones who are who are uh, becoming. Uh, kind of a marketing extension of the company, and they're doing all of the advertising for free. So that was the the number one point of the uh, of the video, but then in addition to that, they were talking also about how uh, how uh, teenagers today have become very very sharp. Uh, at the use of social media, and just like the companies have been using uh, social media on them to get them to do free advertising, they're doing the same thing to their friends, uh, and they're doing the same things as a way of validating themselves uh, and getting themselves known uh, in the marketplace, uh, which is really, really kind of interesting. So we're going to be talking about several aspects of social media today, and our special guest is actually the gentleman who handles all of my social media. His name is Charles Bosworth. 
He's the head of a company called Bosworth Media. And uh, Charlie and I have known each other uh, from the days that he was here uh, in Connecticut. Uh, he's a, he's a Christian. He's a great brother in the Lord, a wonderful friend, and uh, and Charlie actually uh, is uh, his background is in radio and radio advertising. Uh, he got his start in radio in Montreal, Canada, back in 1989, and he's written and produced so many radio commercials that uh, it's just impossible to count them. But he also had he had one that was a finalist uh, for the Silver Mike Award. And then Charlie also worked here in Connecticut. He was in uh, in Southington uh, for seven years as the general manager of WXCT uh, AM 990. It was a, a talk radio station at the time uh, in Southington. And that's uh, when Charlie was in Southington was actually when I met him and we began to uh, d- to develop our uh, our relationship. Uh, but since the early 2000s, Charlie has been an early adopter of social media. Uh, he signed up for Plaxo in 2004, LinkedIn in 2005, Facebook in 2006, and Twitter in 2007. And he's also been involved in a, a myriad of smaller and in uh, a number of now defunct uh, online networks. In addition to guest blogging for Digital Journal, The Examiner, and Datamatic, he's been published in the radio industry publications on the topic of social media for radio. Uh, His company, Bosworth Media, helps small and medium business owners with web development and social media. And after sort of taking a, a, like about a seven-year hiatus from radio, uh, he's now back in the game. He's the producer of the Dan Mason Show uh, on KKOH uh, Radio. It's uh, AM 780 in Reno, Nevada. So with that, uh, let's welcome uh, Charlie to the program. Charlie, uh, good to have you on the air with us this morning, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. Oh, thank you, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored to be here as well. And just uh, also want to wish you uh, an early happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you. Well, same to uh, same to you, Charlie. Uh, you know, Charlie and I both have uh, have families, been married for a number of years and uh, have been blessed uh, to have uh, to have children as part of our lives. So thanks very much for that, Charlie. And happy Father's Day to you as well. Um, thank you. Today we're going to, uh, as we said, we're going to be talking about social media, and I want to try, uh, we've got basically kind of three 10 or 12 minute segments we can do, Charlie, and I want to explore uh, three different areas uh, of social media. Uh, the first one I think is, that I'd like to discuss is, uh, is the, uh, you know, it deals with the myths of social media. Uh, and and one of the ones um, you know one of the ones that comes to mind is that social media uh, is a quick way to promote yourself and to make lots of money. What do you have to say about that? Well, um, I would have to say I, I wouldn't say that it's a a quick way to make lots of money. Not for uh, not for the majority of people. Um, it can be a quick way to promote yourself, depending on what you uh, what you do <laughs> you know through the social media um you know for example there was the uh, the ice bucket challenge um for uh for the uh, was it the ACA and um anyway you know people were were getting promoted uh fairly quickly uh through social media um now depending on who it is that you want to promote to and what your main objectives are i, I agree that it, it it is a myth if your intention to promote yourself is to become you know, well-known in a positive sense and, uh, and obviously make lots of money, it's not going to happen. Um, it, it is some, not, it can happen. Um, it does happen. 
occasionally, very rarely. You know, lightning doesn't strike very often with that, but it can happen. But um, I wouldn't jump into social media thinking that you're, you know, that you're going to get rich really quick and get famous really quick unless you do something very, very, very extreme um, that people, um, you know, that people latch on to. Yeah, I think I think that's good advice, uh, and I you know I've always kind of looked at. Uh, I mean, I think that we have created uh, sort of an instant gratification, or what some people call a microwave society, uh, in that everybody wants instant results, and they don't realize that success, uh, you know, in business, in social media, whatever the case may be, uh, is more of a tortoise than it is the hare. Uh, it's kind of a, for most people. Uh, it's kind of a slow and steady wins the race, and, uh, and maybe that jumps us into uh, you know another thing, and that is that there seems to be if you go out on uh, on uh, applications like Twitter, uh, there seems to be a huge number of people out there that that all they're doing is saying buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Is that really a smart approach to social media? Uh, not any more than it would be in real life. Um, that's one thing that a lot of people seem to, you know, they, they don't make the correlation between you know, the online world and, and the offline world. And we need to interact in the online world the exact same way as we do in the offline world. Um, there, there is the, um, you know, the, I guess, the safety of anonymity. Safety is kind of maybe the wrong word to use now, but um, you know, a lot of people go online, they they, they do things online that they wouldn't do in person because they feel that they can be anonymous and people aren't going to know who they are uh, in the real world. But now that's just not the case anymore. Um, that, that safety really doesn't exist. It's too easy to find out who people are. Your IP addresses are, tra- are traced. Um, you don't really have any anonymity. So um, that kind of, I think, tumbled into... The uh, well, you know, I'm going to be a different person online. It's my name, but I can do these other things online that I wouldn't do in real life. But that just that just doesn't work. Um, you can't go out there. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't just walk up to people on the street. I mean, there are you know panhandlers, and and you do run into this occasionally. But I mean, if somebody walks up to you on the street and just you know shows you a watch and says "buy for me," uh, what are you going to do? I mean, most of us walk away. Um, very few of us actually stop and take a look to see what it is. Um, so I, I have to say that that is also uh, a big myth that, you know, that it's a good thing to just go out there and tell everybody, you know, Hey, you know, I'm selling this, you need to buy from me. Um, you know, talking about how, how it can take time, you know, Twitter started, uh, what was it in 2006 ish, somewhere around there, 2005, 2006 is when they started Twitter. And if you really look at a lot of the successful people, a lot of the people that, that, are, that, that have found a way to, to make some money through social media, um, that's only something you know, that they've only started really making money in the last couple of years. Um, you know, some, some really good marketing experts may have you know, hit it out of the ballpark right away, but the majority of people that started using Twitter uh, you know, in the very, very beginning, it, it's taken you know several years to get to a point where they have uh, you know a good audience, a, a good customer base, you know, people that are interested in their products to, to buy from them, and they're not out there just um, doing a lot of self promotion of buy from me, buy from me. They're they're doing more of sharing of information. They're doing more 
of providing that extra value to earn that trust uh, from people so that people will buy from them. So it, you know, it, it kind of ties into the, uh, the first one of, you know, you can hurry up and make a lot of money online. Well, you can. It's going to take time, and you should not just be constantly asking people to buy from you. And something that we've discussed, you and I, Gary, you know, is what is the, what is a good ratio? Obviously, at some point, um, you know, in any relationship, you, you have to ask that question. You know, you have to say, you know, so are you ready to buy from me? Are you ready to, to make this commitment? Um, and you do need to do that. So at what point, you know, is it okay to do that? And, and as I said, we've discussed that, you know, a good ratio is um, 80% uh, just sharing information, um, whether that's you know bringing people back to your website to read information that's free or to give things away for free on your website um, or sharing other people's um, information as well. And we should never be afraid to share what other people are doing, um, especially when it is something that can be very valuable to, to the people that you're trying to reach, um, even with competitors. And you've discussed this on your show as well. Um, and then the other portion of it being 20% where you can go out and say, hey, you know, once you, you know, I've got this special offer. You can, um, you know, come to my website and, and check out what I'm what I'm offering. I'm even thinking that it might be time to shift it a little bit more to like a 90/10, just because um, we are bombarded with a lot of sales messages uh, every day. And I think that it would probably, you know, if you, if you if to err on the side of caution, you still need to ask people, you know, that uh, that closing question. But I think maybe it's a little bit less often to help people feel a little bit more comfortable with you. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's absolutely true. And your your uh, phone was breaking up there just a little bit, Charlie. So I don't know if there's a place you can move that where the signal might be a little bit better. I know we've got you on uh, on a cell phone today, but I I absolutely think you're right. Uh, and the one one word that jumped out at me that you were talking about there is the word trust. And I know here on the show and, and, uh, you know, and a lot of salespeople understand that, you know, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so social media becomes, uh, I guess what you would call the online venue for building relationships. That's really sort of what it boils down to is being able to build those relationships with people and sort of uh, letting them know who you are. And it's, I guess it's a combination of giving people the opportunity to get acquainted with you, to see who you are through what you publish online and then uh, and then getting them uh, comfortable with you. Uh, and establishing some online credibility, uh, you know, I know as an example on LinkedIn, uh, one of the things that I have tried to do is get involved in discussion groups where uh, I can put information out there that sort of establishes me uh, as someone who knows something about various subjects and kind of, you know, gives me the ability to become a subject matter expert and people can find that sort of uh, that sort of stuff online. And so the trust is, you know, I think is just really, really key. And so I would agree with you, I would even tend to the 90-10 of, you know, 90% adding value, adding content, not just stuff that you've created originally, but uh, <clears throat> but tapping into other people out there. I mean, you know, most of the people who are online uh, have a wealth of resources of other websites or articles or blogs that they, you know, that they read that have a lot of rich content. And so steering people in that direction, I think, 
uh, can really, uh, you know, can really, really help. And one of the things that you just mentioned, Charlie, too, uh, you talked about bringing people back to your website. One of the other myths that I have heard a lot about is that social media can you can replace your website. Uh, true or false? I disagree with that. Um, I, I would say that's false. Um, you know, we, we just went through this in, in 2008 with the whole um, too big to fail uh, mentality. And um, if something's too big, it, it can't fail or go away. And I, I disagree with that. Um, even recently, not just a, a month or two ago, there were rumors that somebody was looking to acquire Twitter. Um, you know, a larger company looking to, to, to buy Twitter because, of the, you know, so it could be a valuable resource for um, in just, just all, the, all the people that are on it. So Twitter could, go, could have gone away, you know, just by somebody buying it and taking it and turning it into something else. Um, so I don't I think the most valuable place on the Internet for your business is, is your own website, um, you know, because you know if that's going to go away or not. Um, you have more control over that, you know, based on where you're hosting it. Um, you know, your your hosting provider could go away, but if you're doing proper backups and you're keeping local backups of your website, it wouldn't take, you know, a, but a, you know, not even a day to put it back up um, on another web host. Um, you know, if your ISP goes down, um, you know, the rest of the world can still access your website just because you know you can't access it. Um, if you're hosting it offline or you know offsite um, with a with a big host, um, you know other people can still access it even though you might not be able to in your local area. So you you know I, I think that um, bringing people back to your website is more important than driving people to your social media. Um, I've read recently through some some other people, um, Chris Brogan being one of them, and he's he's an online. Uh, marketing guy that a lot of people uh, know about, and he talks about using social media as your outpost. Um, it's kind of like a, it's a military term, and you know you have your home base, which is your website, and then you have the social media, which are the outposts, and you and you man those outposts in order to be able to send messages to people to get those people back to your main website. Um, you want to engage with people where they are, um, if they're on Facebook, if they're on Twitter. Um, if they're on Google Plus or if they're on LinkedIn, you want you want to engage with them there, but you don't want to take that. You don't want to take a Facebook page and make that your home page and make that the place where you're doing everything. You have less control over the content that you put there, uh, and also less control over how many people can actually see your website on Facebook. Uh, if if your Facebook page is your is your website, uh, be, you know, unless you're spending a lot of money with them. So, you know, you you have less control over the over the um, you know over the material that you're putting on there because Facebook can can say you know we're not going to show this. Um, if you post a picture up there and for some reason somebody gets offended, it gets taken down. Um, and then there is the thing that well, you know, Facebook could go away. Somebody could buy Google could buy Facebook and just shut it down if you know if it came down to it. If they really wanted to, something like that could happen. I'm not saying that it will happen, but the potential is there. So it's better to drive everybody back to your website. Um, and, and I want to tie this into just something a little bit uh, else. Um, you know, having worked in radio, and you said this at the top of the hour about how, you know, there's a lot of, lot of free advertising through social media. Radio gives away 
millions of dollars of free advertising directing people to Facebook and to Twitter, which I find uh, very disturbing, having worked in radio. Um, you know, they're, they're constantly pushing those messages out, you know, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, and you say, well, how do I get people to follow me? We tell people to come to your webpage and have a social media page on your website that's very easy to find or to have those buttons on your website that people can click and they can follow you where, you know, where they like to play. But make sure that, you know, the most important page that you promote should be your website. You should not be promoting another business's website where you have a, a sub page on their website. Um, it, you know, if we want to tie it into uh, the real world, it would be the same as, you know, and, and we all love the Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce does great things for the community, but it would be like telling people to go to your Chamber of Commerce website slash your business name instead of telling people to go to your own website. Um, you know, you, you want to be there. You want to engage in the Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, events and networking events so that you can meet other business owners and so you can show those people that, you know, what you do and, and discuss uh, collaborations and, and whatnot. But you wouldn't be telling people to go to the Chamber of Commerce website to connect with you. you, would, you when you meet people, you're handing out your business card and your business card should have your website on it, not the Chamber of Commerce's website with your, you know, with your subdirectory. So um, definitely most important place on the internet is your own website. Direct people there and have, uh, you know, make it very easy for people to connect with you on their favorite social media platform on your website. Yeah, I, th- I absolutely agree with that. I've always looked at, uh, at uh, the social media aspects of things in relationship to my website as kind of like uh, you know, the hub of a wheel with spokes, uh, and that the hub is my website. The spokes are the things that lead out to the various you know, uh, social media or to other websites where I do blogging and stuff like that. And it's really a two-way street uh, where if someone finds me on social media, the social media automatically points them to my website. If some, uh, somebody finds my website but they're a particular fan of Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case may be I do have uh, you know the icons uh, there are you know the radio buttons if you will on the website that will take them to whatever social media they want you know, whatever social media element they want to look at uh, so that they can you know confine me and and check things out there uh, we're talking with uh, with Charlie Bosworth from Bosworth media uh, our topic today is social media we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, and I would like to invite you to join me on Divine Intervention, the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways, Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. More information about the show, free downloads, and podcasts are available at our website, divineinterventionradio.com. Divine Intervention, Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. Are you happy with where you are in life? Do you have a dream of becoming and achieving so much more? Hi, my name is Gary Smith. 
I'm a business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author of a book called The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life. If you're serious about taking your life to the next level, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially, then you need to read this book. Wrapped around the story of David and Goliath, The Shepherd and the Princess presents a powerful set of logical strategies designed to help you create the life you deserve. As you turn the pages, you'll receive step-by-step instructions that will help you define and clarify your purpose in life. You'll then be driven to create and implement plans for achieving your most precious dreams. Visit Optex.com and get your copy of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, today. Remaining pleasant through the afternoon with temps in the 70s across the Connecticut Valley, then turning cloudy tonight as an area of moisture approaches, the remnants of a tropical storm with Showers developing after midnight, turning humid, low 60s. One or two showers around tomorrow, maybe a rumble of thunder, upper 70s. Sunshine's back for Monday, warm and drier, low 80s. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Life-Changing Radio, 1550 AM. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we're talking with Charlie Bosworth of Bosworth Media. And in the first segment of our show, uh, we spent quite a bit of time talking about the myths of social media uh, and realizing that it is uh, that social media isn't a quick way uh, to get rich, to make a lot of money, uh, that it really involves uh, taking time to develop relationships, building trust, uh, and and sharing content, letting people know who you are and that you genuinely have an interest in them. Because ultimately, if you're looking to use uh, social media as a selling platform, uh, we have to realize that it does take time to build relationships because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. The other thing is, is that you're, uh, you know, especially if you're in business, uh, you know, your website becomes really the foundation of your business. Because as Charlie was saying, you know, uh, you, you never know what's going to happen on social media. Who's going to buy who, who's going to go out of business, what changes they may make that may affect your ability to communicate through that particular venue. So you always want to have your website as a base and then steer everybody from social media to, uh, to your website or from your website to whatever social media they like. Uh, So as we begin our second segment, Charlie, um, there are some realities, and I really want you to talk about uh, a number of different things here because you know social media is in part your uh, you know is a huge part of, of the work that you do. It's a lot of the work that you do for me. Uh, but you know the realities are that you know social media takes a plan. It requires some consistent effort. It's about adding value. It's about initiating that dialogue with, you know, with people, and that it needs to, cons- to send a consistent message. So when you start working with people and you're putting together that plan and talking to them about things, what, you know, how, do, how do you go about doing that? How do you begin to deliver on all of those things, and, and what are the key considerations? Well, one of the um, first things that I tell people, I see a lot of people um, you know, that talk about social media uh, talk about, you know, this is the wrong way to do social media. You're doing it wrong. Um, and I, I actually have philosophy. There isn't really a wrong way to do social media, um, but there are definitely, you know, right ways if, if you want to be more efficient, more effective, and, you know, and, and to, you know, you want to have certain uh, goals and achieve those goals, then there are probably certain things that you should do. Um, some people are going to go on, they're going to use social media to, to post um, every ache and pain that they're going through. Um, as a business owner 
and using social media to promote your business. I really hope that that's not something that people do, that people don't go on their social media and post about, you know, um, problems that they're having unless they're genuinely seeking an answer, uh, to, you know, to, ha- you know, I'm having a problem with my, you know, with my accounting software. I don't understand it. You know, that kind of uh, reaching out and asking questions because you have a problem is one thing, but to, to say, I can't believe that, uh, you know, I can't believe my neighbor just let his dog, you know, do his business on my lawn. Well, that's not the kind of type of message that you want to put out there. Um, but, you know, in, in the grand scheme, I would say there's no really wrong way to do social media, but it does depend on, you know, what you want to use social media for. And if you're using it for your business and you want to grow your business and, and gain some customers and earn some money, then you definitely want to follow a plan and, and, and you know, do things in, in a strategic way. Um, so, know, so Charlie, if I, if, I, if I can yeah. interrupt you for just a minute there, I'd like to get your input on one thing, and that is uh, if, let's say that I have, uh, I'm using social media as you and I do for, for my business, it's primarily for my business, where do you cross the line um, as far as what do I share personally so that people really can connect with me on a personal level and figure out where uh, you know who I am versus you know wh- when do I cross that line and and really start taking it away from the business? Is there kind of a, a, a an area or a zone there that we need to be watching for? Uh, I would say yes. Um, you you definitely want to be personable. You don't want to just be a robot. Um, you want to you want to put a message out there that so that people can see that you're a real person. And you know, use words that are that are relatable. Um, and again, depending on where you stand, um, you know, possibly trying to on your business profile, you might want to not get into politics and religion too much, uh, primarily because you can drive away some people that might become customers. Um, you know, and, and you know, it, it, in one sense, you want people to know exactly where you stand because not not necessarily exactly where you stand but you you know you you have a passion you see things a certain way and you kind of want to bring people you know into your you know into your way of thinking but i, I you know i've seen this posted many times too that uh nobody's mind was changed because of a post on facebook um generally people have their opinions and they're, and they're pretty strongly rooted in them um, and I think that those conversations are better in person, you know, those, those types of political and, and religious conversations. Um, on your personal profiles, if you want to be, you know, with your own close friends, your own family, um, that's, that's different. You, you know, you can engage in those types of conversations if you want. But um, for your business profile, and we didn't discuss this in the beginning, but it's probably a good idea to have you know, one that's uh, a business profile where, you know, you're only talking about your business and what your business does. And then a personal profile where, you know, you can communicate with friends and family um, on specific issues or maybe connect with other people that have similar interests that you do. Like if you like trains, um, you know, you connect with people maybe personally. Um, And then for your business profile to be personable, um, there's nothing wrong with with sharing, you know, that, you know, that you're having a tough day or that um, things aren't going great. But I think you want to be careful that you're not getting into the rumors types of posts and talking bad about other people. Um, you know, if, if things are just kind of tough, oh, gee, you know, today was a tough day, didn't seem to get anything done, um, was really busy. 
that's okay. But to say, you know, my secretary just wouldn't stop, uh, you know, I've told her many times not pass those calls to me and she keeps doing it anyway. Well, that's not going to be productive and and people aren't going to, you know, you might find people that might relate to you and share that message. And then that's the problem where that's the message that ends up being amplified. (laughs) And that's not the message that you wanted amplified, you know, but people, people will latch on to those negative uh, comments and those negative comments can be amplified a lot more rapidly than the positive ones that you're hoping will be amplified. So you really do have to be careful what kind of negative um, messages that you put out there. Um, you got to be careful that you don't cross that boundary. And I think you have to determine for yourself exactly where it's going to be. What are you, you know, what, you know, how vulnerable are you willing to be? Um, some people will put a, put it all out there if they're going through um, some serious health issues. Um, you know, that's okay to share if you want to share that. If, if you, you know, if you have a, you know, if you have a debilitating disease and that's part of who you are, uh, part of the challenges that you're going through, um, that's okay to share. Um, you know, say that the, that the nurse kept sticking me in the arm with the, you know, trying to get my, trying to get my uh, blood sample and she bruised it up really bad. That might not be the type of, of message that you want to, that you want to put out there again, because now you're, you know, you're, you're kind of, talking badly about another person. And I don't think we really want to um, share those types of messages, but you know, I'm, I'm really struggling with this particular issue, this particular um, thing today, uh, you know, personal family things are very, um, you know, there's borderline issues there, you know, the, some family issues, you know, would, would be okay. You know, maybe a, there was a death in the family or uh, maybe you're having, you know, if you don't mind sharing your, your financial issues, um, you know, struggling financially and, you know, you just um, where you, you can find people who, who can share information with you, but you don't want to go out and, and um, you know, again, like I was saying before, just saying bad things about other people. Those are the types of, you know, negative posts that you definitely don't want to get into. But how vulnerable you want to be is up to you. Um some people think, well, that's just way too much information. I didn't want to know that. Um, that's, you know, you kind of got, I think you need to gauge where you would be on that. You know, if somebody shared something with you, how would you feel about receiving that message? If that makes you uncomfortable, it's probably a good idea for you to not put that message out there. Um, because we tend to be a mirror of ourselves, you know, when, when we do things um, in the real world and, and, in, uh, and online. You'll notice sometimes if you're in the real world and you know certain people, something's aggravating you about somebody. Um, if you look inside, it might be because you do that yourself and, you, and you're not comfortable that you do that. But now you see other people doing it. And so it's kind of a mirror for you to say, hey, if that bothers you from somebody else doing it, you should really look inside and see if you're doing it because maybe you're doing it too and you're bothering other people. So it's the same thing online. You want to kind of reflect what information would you tell someone, a stranger in person um, that, you, you know, you, you just met on the train, you just, you're standing out uh, in, the, or in the grocery store checkout line, how much information are you going to share with that person about yourself? That's the exact same thing, you know, same outlook that you should have with your online profile, whether that be your business profile or your personal profile. If, you, if you're, you're standing in line, and the person behind you at the checkout, you're, you're not going to tell them that, you know, your neighbor's dog just nests on your lawn 
and it really bothers you, then why would you post that online for the world to see? And uh, that can tie into another little bit of an issue that, you know, whatever is online, it's there essentially permanently. Um, you might delete it from what you've, you know, from your profile, but it's on a server somewhere and it might not ever get completely deleted and somebody might be able to find it at some point. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the kind of thing that I'm thinking about, Charlie, and I, I agree with everything you said, uh, and we need to look at things in our personal life and ask ourselves, you know, well, gee, you know, like you said, if I met somebody in line at the coffee shop while I'm waiting for my, you know, for my cup of coffee and I was talking with them, would I share that with them? And if the answer is no, then well, why on earth would I put it online? The the thing that I, uh, the, that I struggle with a little bit, and as you know, I'm a, you know, one of the things I do is I'm a business and personal coach. And so I'm constantly dealing with, you know, with people trying to help them improve their situation, solve problems in their businesses and their lives and things like that. And I, I had a situation a couple of months ago where I was talking with a fellow and he said, well, I don't know that you can relate to that because you've never had this kind of problem. It's like, you know, what do you mean? You know, I've been where you are. I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt more times than I can tell you. And I began to open up and, you know, not, you know, share a tremendous amount, but share enough with him and be transparent with him in letting him know where I was coming from. And it's like, well, you know, I had no idea. And I think what happens sometimes is that if we don't have some level of transparency in our online uh, communication, uh, as well as in-person communication, that sometimes as consultants or coaches and, and uh, things like that where we're dealing with the public all the time, people kind of can get the idea that, you know, well, how can you relate to me because it seems like you have the perfect life and you have no problems and things like that. And so, you know, it's kind of, I guess, exploring that balance point of saying, you know, where where can I share to let you know that I live in a real world and I have problems just like you do? And maybe uh, like the guest that we had on last week, Week, uh, Michelle Couchat, uh, she was talking about, I mean, she's been through cancer a number of times. She's written a book called Undone that deals with cancer. And so she's very raw about that, about putting things out there, but not just from the standpoint of, hey, I have cancer, woe is me, but hey, I have cancer and these are the things that I'm doing. This is how I'm growing. This is how I'm learning uh, through that process. So I guess what you're saying is, is that, you know, yeah, there is a line that we have to draw, but there is meaning uh, and, and there is power in being being transparent at some level and sharing things. Is that where you're coming from, Charlie? Absolutely. Absolutely. And to continue on with the, the analogy of standing in line at the checkout, um, you know, uh, you go to the store and you see the checkout girl or the checkout guy, you know, he's, they're scanning your items. And so the first time you go there and you say, hi, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Nice weather we're having. Oh, yeah, okay. Thanks. See you next time. And you go away. And and you go back, and they're there again. And so after a few visits, you, you know, you're starting to talk a little bit more because, you know, you don't want to just talk about the same thing again. I mean, you might mention it again. Yeah, weather's still nice. That's great. Oh, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to be taking my kids to the park. Oh, you have kids. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, really? How many? And then the conversation starts to happen, and you start to open up, and you start to get to know each other a little bit more. The problem with the social media aspect of it is that that might – that scenario doesn't necessarily happen because people can see what you're posting, you know, from that last conversation and they don't see that whole relationship build up, you know? And so unless you're actually having a conversation with somebody that might be a public conversation on, you know, such as on Twitter 
where those conversations typically can be public unless you've made your, your account private. Um, somebody might come in and, and they see this message from you and, and it is, wow, you know, that's a lot of information to share. I, I just connected with you. So we have to take a step back and realize that some of us, um, you know, you're, 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 you've already, you know, you've already done that, um, you know, lead up to that point. And it's not necessarily that you're just being blunt about it, you know, all of a sudden. So you have to kind of, you know, if you newly connect with someone, you might want to go through and see what else they posted so that you don't feel like they're just hitting you with um, some kind of big news out of the blue, you know. But definitely you want to build up that relationship and you do want to be able to share with people um, more about you because, you know, we, we all are people. And, and um, to your point uh, with, your, with your client, um, you want people to know, you know, you want people to kind of know a little bit about where you've been so that they can relate with you and they can feel they can trust you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's an important, uh, you know, that's an important aspect of things. Well, we're talking with, uh, Charlie Bosworth of Bosworth Media, uh, talking about social media. Thus far, we've talked about myths and realities of social media. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into a discussion about the challenges related to social media. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I perform for our high school choir director who taught me to breathe from the diaphragm and sing from the heart. Speech, debate, theater, music. The performing arts teach valuable life lessons that typically aren't taught in the classroom. They help high school students learn leadership skills that prepare them to enjoy more satisfying, productive lives. Hey, I've got a question for you. Who will you perform for? This message presented by the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference and the high school in your community. Have you ever dreamed of achieving true greatness in your life? What does achieving greatness mean to you? No matter how you define it, greatness is always achieved intentionally, never accidentally. Hello, I'm business consultant, life coach, professional speaker, and author Gary Smith. One of the key attributes of achieving true personal greatness is the constant pursuit of knowledge. I wrote the book, Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed, to help give you the personal and business development tools you need to help put your life and your business on the road to success. It's chock full of ideas that you can put to work to produce immediate results in all areas of your life. Don't settle for being average. Go to Optex.com and get your copy of Achieving Unusual Greatness today. Looks pleasant through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley with temps in the 70s. Then the remnants of a tropical storm approach tonight with cloudiness, maybe a shower, mainly after midnight, turning humid, low 60s. A humid day tomorrow with some showers likely, maybe even a rumble of thunder up to 70s. Sunshine's back for Monday, a warm, dry day, low 80s. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. This is Life Changing Radio, WSDK. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Great to have you along for the ride this morning where we're talking with Charlie Bosworth of Bosworth Media. 
about social media. And that's one of the main things that Charlie's company does is work with, uh, with small and medium-sized businesses uh, on developing and implementing plans for their social media. And uh, at the end of the show, we'll ask Charlie to, uh, you know, to give out his contact information. Uh, you know, Charlie has been doing my social media now for, I think, about four years and uh, he does a great job of it, so I'd highly recommend that uh, that you folks connect with him. And Charlie, we've just about uh, got about ten minutes left, uh, you know, to be able to uh, to talk today. So I want to talk a little bit about some challenges uh, related to social media. And uh, and you know, I don't know because uh, because you do this for a living. I don't know how you feel about it, but it seems to me, at least uh, with a lot of the clients that I deal with, that there's a whole ton of people out there who are just completely addicted uh, to social media uh, where they you know uh, they get out there and they spend you know it's almost like an excuse for them not to be out working on their businesses and stuff like that because it seems like even when uh, you meet with them over lunch or something like that that they're they've got their phone out they're constantly checking Facebook and 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 that sort of stuff you know do you encounter that with uh, you know with your clients and 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 what advice do you give them as far as how you deal with that social media problem the, um, you know, this is all new. It's still still new uh, to us. I mean, it's a, an industry that's less than 10 years old, really, um, especially as far as getting into um, being able to establish a business and, and grow customer base uh, just through the, through the Internet uh, the way it is. And it can be easy to get addicted to it. Um, I challenge everybody to... To just turn off that part of the of the phone for a while. Um, you know, when when you're in a meeting, if you're going to meet someone, um, you know, I, I turn my my phone. I don't turn my phone off, but I, I put it on vibrate or even turn the, even the vibrate off so there's no sound. I would rather be able to, you know, talk with the person without the distraction. Um, you know, typically. The way I look at it is if you're willing to be distracted from the conversation with me, then you're not really interested in talking to me. So if you're projecting that to other people while you're out there because you're so addicted to your social media and you have to see what people are posting every second of the day, um, you know, there's there's billions of tweets and social media posts. You're not going to see everything. And I don't personally don't want to see everything. Um, I want to be very selective about what I find and what I read and what I see. And so it comes comes a little bit back to the plan where you started to talk about having that plan. If you have a plan for your social media, you're not going to be addicted to it. Um, you know, you just have to sit down. And, and having worked in radio, I encountered a lot of small business owners that didn't even have a business plan. I mean, they, they went out, they somehow managed to either they, they – you know, they saved up and they were able to open their doors or they managed to put some kind of a plan together to get a loan, but it wasn't really a long-term plan uh, for their business. And they definitely didn't have a marketing plan to promote their business. And now within that marketing plan, there's this subdivision, you know, for social media. I mean, it's not just advertising in the newspaper, on radio, billboards, TV. Um, now, you you know, you want to advertise on the Internet. Uh, you want to find that social media plan to be able to, um, you know, to use people to help promote your business, as you were saying at the very beginning, talking about how some of these big brands are co-opting the millennials to promote them for free, um, just because it helps the millennials gain some kind of notoriety 
um, on the internet. And, and, and some people like that, you know, they want to be famous. And so if you just say, well, I'm going to, I'll give you a free case of Coke. If you just go out and, and, you know, mention these things a few times, people are all excited about it. Um, so getting back to the addiction, um, turn off the phone for a while. I'm even telling my kids now that at eight or nine o'clock, it's time to turn off the electronics, turn it off and let your brain decompress from all that electronic activity throughout the day. And, um, and you know, it's, I get a little resistance from it. It's not like, oh, okay, we'll do that. No, there's resistance. Um, oh, do I have to, you know, can I have five more minutes? Um, my friends just got online. I haven't talked to them all week. I mean, that's the case for us. We just moved, you know, 3,000 miles away from home uh, where their friends are. And, um, you know, their friends being a three-hour time difference, um, you know, it's it's their 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 friends are getting ready to go to bed, and they're just kind of getting into it. You know, so um, they get bummed that I that I challenge them to, to like turn it off. Let's not let's not uh, we don't need that right now. So if you feel like you have to know what's going on all the time, then you're you're you are addicted. Um, create a plan for your business. Create even if you don't have a business and you're just a, an individual and and you find yourself always looking on Facebook, always looking on Twitter or LinkedIn, Google+, Plus, um, find a way to just say, I only need to look at this for this period of time every day. You know, um, then, you know, if you want to get caught up with your family and friends, take just one hour in the morning, you know, or in the evening before you go to bed and use that one hour to go and, and connect with those people that are most important to you and see what they're doing. Everything else shouldn't really matter that much. Um, if it's really important, I'm sure you're going to find out about it. And we need to let go of this notion that we need to be the first to know. Um, I think that's part of the, you know, part of the addiction is wanting to be the first to know uh, what's going on. You want to be the first to know about the shootings in, in South Carolina. You know, you had to be the first to know why. Why do you have to be the first to know? I made the comment to a coworker at the radio station. I said, "Do you remember the days when we would not have found out about this until 6 p.m." on the nightly news, we wouldn't have known. Um, it just wouldn't have happened. Uh, you would turn on the news and then you would find out what's going on. And I think we were a little bit more sane then, you know, as a society. Oh, isn't, uh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really is. So if you're addicted to it, it's really not a good thing. And um, I, I hesitate to say go seek help, but, you know, if it's an addiction, you should you should talk to somebody, talk to a professional who can help you um, get through it and 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 remove it from you know, remove the addiction from your life because it's not healthy. Um, any addiction like that is is not healthy. It's consuming all your time. You're not engaged with the people that are in front of you 100% anymore. Um, I've had people, you know. Uh, my, my phone, if I'm talking to somebody, my phone goes off, uh, you know, and an alert or something because I didn't, I didn't turn it down like I intend to do. And they say, oh, go ahead. You can get that. And I said, uh, no, that's okay. It's not that important. If it's really important, I mean, to talk with that person in front of me for 15 or 20 minutes, um, whatever the issue is, you know, no matter, even no matter how tragic the situation might be, if it's really a bad situation, that, that the phone's going to keep ringing, you know, it's, if it's a bad situation that you really need to know something, whoever's trying to contact you is not going to give up. They're going to keep calling and keep calling and keep calling. At that point, you can say, yeah, I guess I need to take this. Otherwise, 
it's somebody that needs something from you or wants to show you a picture of their cat or is, you know, happy that their child graduated kindergarten. You can see that in 15, 20 minutes or an hour later. You don't right. need to see it while you're having that meeting with someone, you know, because it's that thing where we see now, uh, we just watched the movie. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it has Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in it and uh, blended called blended. And, you know, so you have that, you know, you go on that blind date. And so you have that friend call you just in case the date is going bad. And, Oh, I'm sorry. I've got to go. That's what it feels like for everybody all the time. Now, you know, the person in front of you is not important anymore. What's important is what's on, on the device. And so why don't, if you, if it's going to be that important, why talk to each other? Why not just sit, stand in front of each other and text each other? And that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's absolutely true. Well, we're at the end of our time, uh, Charlie, but uh, if we would, just before we wrap up, can you take just 30 seconds and let everybody know where they can connect with you? Yeah, very easy. Just go to bosworthmedia.com. Uh, you can also go to charlesbosworth.com, but bosworthmedia.com is my business website, and you can connect with me there. Um, send me a message through the website, and I will be happy to connect with you and help you with anything that you need. Excellent. Well, Charlie, thanks so much for taking the time this morning, especially with the time difference. I imagine you're going to run off and have some breakfast now. So say hello to the family. God bless. Happy Father's Day to you. And uh, thanks for all you do to help me be successful. And I will be talking with you soon. Thank you, Gary. It was my pleasure. Have a wonderful Father's Day. Okay, thanks. God bless, Charlie. God bless you, too. All right. Well, that's our conversation with uh, with Charlie Bosworth. Again, please feel free to connect with him on Bosworth Media. He's a great guy, wonderful friend, uh, very effective at developing and executing plans for uh, for social media. And it's really, really neat to uh, have had him on the show today. Uh, so as we uh, as we go forward here, have a great weekend for those of you who are fathers. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy the weekend. I know it's supposed to be a little bit of a rainy day tomorrow, but uh, Go ahead and have a great day anyway. Stay inside, watch some TV, spend some time with your family, and uh, just enjoy the rest of the weekend. That's it for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. We'll look forward to seeing you next Saturday morning at 11 o'clock here on 1550 AM WSDK. Until then, God bless you. Live your life with purpose. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. 
And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.